0: Thank you very much for coming. I'm Ian Rickson. I'm the director of uh, Evening at the Talk House. This is Wallace Sean. And um, well, 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 well. we will have a conversation, but it would be terrific if the conversation could spread out into the auditorium. I reckon that the majority of you haven't yet seen the play. Is that right? And yes. uh, maybe a couple of people have seen it. Fine. Well I think it says, I realise, we discussed the play, but for me theatre can be the most mediated medium in so far as so often you see a play with all the um, publicity and reviews sitting on your head and actually This play, I think, really benefits from not knowing too much about it. So I might even just tear this up and see whether we can invent something else. But we can certainly talk around the play. And, you know, what a fantastic event it is having uh, Wally here with us. I mean, I can't really understand because usually at this time he's doing a warm-up on the stage, he's putting his fat suit on, getting his makeup done and his wig on. And here you are (laughs) having to talk to me and that must be... A supreme mental effort sometimes to shuffle all the Wally Shawns around. Writer, actor, apart from essayist and cartoon voice and citizen. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, is
1: anybody seeing the play tonight? I,
0: I know. Yeah, I think a lot of them.
1: Are. Yeah, quite a few. How? Thank you for coming. Well, you'll see, I'll be quite different soon. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is the the magic of the artistic uh, life that you uh, you undergo as radical a transformation as you're capable of, anyway, uh, every day, just for fun. Uh, I mean, an actor obviously does it when he becomes another person, but uh, a writer also enters into a different
0: world uh, and becomes a different person. One of my favorite essays by Wally, and I so, I was gonna say implore, but encourage you to buy Wally's book of essays which is in the bookshop with the play text um, is called Why I Call Myself a Socialist and um, the essays about many things and one of the things the essay is about is just acting and um, I said to Wally in rehearsals that when I heard Stephen Berkov on a program we have on Radio 4 called In the Psychiatrist's Chair Dr. Anthony Clare said to Stephen Berkov but isn't theatre secondhand life? And Stephen Burkov said, no, no, life is second-hand theatre. <laughs> and actually the living one does on stage, if you're lucky enough to be an actor, and in a vicarious way, a director and a writer is um, a kind of intensified version of life. And I guess I'm coming back to my question that it's a big enough thing having a play on at the National, but you're also in it. How much vividness and challenge is that? well
1: uh, to some extent, when I'm in the play uh, i uh, I certainly forget about the process of uh, writing it um, and uh, i'm I'm more concerned with um, the funny things that actors uh, think about when they're actually acting, which is quite intangible. But uh, physical things, uh, I try frankly not to think about anything except where I'm supposed to go (laughs) um, physically. And uh, before the the play begins i and I'm not just saying this because it is here i I religiously refresh my memory of the notes that he has given us, um, the thoughts about how what the character might be hoping to uh, accomplish at any given moment of the play, but uh, for me personally, I don't think about those notes or anything else in the actual moments of acting. I'm not a very successful actor, and that may be why. Uh, (laughs) It may be that the real actors uh, do think about those things while they're acting. I just find uh, it's, it's hard enough just to sort of uh, live in the moment, uh, yeah. respond to the other characters, uh, respond to the strange uh, room that you're in. Uh, this, this is the room that we're in. Uh, and uh, I suppose respond to your own mood say the lines which, if you've rehearsed enough and learned them well enough, you start to forget our lines and just, I mean, that that takes quite a bit of time, but eventually you feel that's the appropriate thing to say rather than thinking, oh my god, I'm supposed to talk now. (laughs) What do I say?
0: Yes, I mean, you'll find a thing in the play where um, a character speaks to the audience, uh, Robert, and they talk about the past and they are quite ironic and to a certain extent critical of the past. And then, as the play goes on, you watch eight characters struggle with can they live in the present? Are they haunted or um, enchanted by the past? And what will their future be? And then that very same character, Robert, who begins the play, goes on a bit of a journey and says something else about the past at the end. But I certainly find as a theatre director, the more preparation I do, the more hard work I do before rehearsals, the more able I am to be in the present in the rehearsal room. And that's mainly what directing it is, it's actually just being present and concentrating. And I wonder whether you act, I write, because being in the present is hard, uh, and you get an opportunity to be in the present when you do the very lucky things we do. And if you think about some of the great actors, I mean, I don't know, somebody like Mark Rylance, he's thoroughly able to live on stage in a kind of charged present, uh, as, as are all the actors in this play. And I love sport, you know, great tennis players forget the last point, they're able to completely wipe that they crash the volley into the net and be in the present for the next point. So I know you learnt a lot of that with your work with this uh, pioneer, author, Andre Gregory, who Wally worked with for many years um, in the United States. Because when I asked you about Wally's methodology, sorry, about Andre's methodology, you said, well, it's very much about how you feel in the moment and being true to those impulses. And I think that's quite present in our world, isn't it? We've worked hard. But then we try and play on stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, this is a, a perversity of the human being that's quite interesting. And uh, you all should try acting if you ever can. I mean, it's not necessarily professionally, but uh, there are. Uh, you know, classes one can go to to study acting and to practice it a little bit. Acting, there's something about living while other people are watching you that is uh, uh, very appealing and uh, somehow when there are people watching you it, it does help to uh, make you live in the present rather than, for example, thinking about whether you've bought detergent (laughs) for the laundry. Uh, It's unusual on stage to be thinking about detergent.
0: because you said to me on the last preview, when he wasn't on stage, I am thinking about, are my underpants hung up? <laughs> Have I paid my bill? Do I need to be in this room or that room? And you said, I'm beset by banal thoughts. And when you're on stage, you're not thinking about those things.
1: No. And, and some of you may be... Uh theater goers of the kind that I have always been, uh, I don't think about those things when I'm watching a play either. I And my, my memories of my childhood include many, many plays. And uh, the plays are very vivid to me uh, compared to the actual events in my supposed life. Um, but yes, Andre Gregory, basically uh, with whom I've been working, and I still work with him, we've been working together since, since um, 1971. Um, he basically only has the rule that you have to respond to what you're actually feeling at the moment. And you take a text like Ibsen's Master Builder or Vanya, Uncle Vanya of Chekhov. You take that text and you you trust that uh, what you're feeling at the moment that you say the line is uh, is what you ought to give to the line. So if you're feeling for whatever reason buoyant and happy and your line is I've never been so miserable, this is the worst day of my life, you You just say, this is the worst day of my life. I've never been so miserable. And somehow, uh, over the course of a very, very long rehearsal process, because with Andre we worked for months and years rather than weeks, eventually the absolutely ridiculous um, coincidence of line and feeling slowly disappears. But sometimes the, the, what you're saying and what you're feeling might be surprising to yourself, to the other actors, or to the writer. But you, you sort of get to trust that, that if the writer were there, He would say wow I never
0: thought of that but that's great. I think there's evidence I read Stanislavski divided a room into two and half of the room had to tell their partner on the other half the saddest thing that had ever happened to them and the other half of the room told the happiest thing and you know what I'm going to say that you know the the happy side and then my baby was born, and they were bursting into tears and it seemed sad, but it was happy. (laughs) And the people telling the saddest things were (laughs) laughing because they were so awful. And it, you know, it's amazing that kind of paradox, isn't it? Um, i just, in doing my research today, I found a nice little quotation from 20 years ago. The capacity of theatre to provide a forum, a gathering place, where society can meet, and discuss its own future, its problems and needs. The world at the moment is a frightening place and I can feel the weather front of recent events um, in the room when we're doing our play. And um, I also feel thrilled we are doing our play at this moment. But it's a challenging time. A, to be doing this play, and B, to be, be in the world at this time. How does that feel for you? Because you said to me very early on, this is a play written by a very angry man. Yes, this
1: is a, I mean, uh, we don't want to give away the plot, but it's, it's hard not to uh, talk about the play at all if that's why you've come here. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll say right out, and you'll, you know those of you who uh i mean if you didn't want to hear about the play <laughs> you know you, you it is a political play i mean that's that's what it is and um even though it doesn't uh seem to be and it it does uh you know uh we do. The actors uh, really all uh, feel that uh, we're we're uh, discussing in a sort of uh, uh, strange way as. Uh, the, uh, uh, let's say, the uh, issues that uh, David Cameron or Obama or other statesmen are dealing with in their way. Uh, We're giving our, you know, the play uh, has a lot to do with um, the uh fact that that we as english and american people lead this rather bizarrely quiet uh life uh obviously some of some of uh our uh, parents may have suffered from political violence, but uh, most of us have not. And yet we've inflicted a lot of it. And, uh, and there are people who are uh, very angry against uh, the United States, England, France. Uh, not only because of, you know, the Iraq War or things that have happened in the last, uh, you know, decade, but people are still upset about, uh, even though they may not be talking about it, people are still upset about the British Empire, the French Empire, (coughs) slavery in the United States. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Vietnam War. There's a lot of anger and some of that is expressed in violence against us. And that topic in our eccentric way is being discussed in, in the play. Um, because the ways in which these ideas, these issues, I mean, let's say there's a very, let's just say there's some undeniable facts. Uh, We, as the West, let's say, let's just say the UK and the US, it's a fact that we are sending drones, bombs, killing people, etc., other countries and it's a fact that there are people in other countries who uh, have used uh, terroristic or other methods to try to kill some of us. These are facts and the way they're normally interpreted is actually very standardized. The, the, um, The way they're interpreted on the news or even by most Uh, political columnists is is quite routine or standardized and uh, not the only way that you can think about these things so uh, here we are thinking about them in a play Uh, what kind of a society are we it's a bit like uh, pardon me I mean, I've used this analogy before because it's the only one that is really valid to me. And so those of you who know me, there are a few out there, will be bored for a few seconds. Um, well, you may already be bored, but, but um, there's, a, there's a great benefit to dreaming at night, and it is actually necessary for uh, the human being. And uh, you know, scientists who've experimented with preventing people from dreaming see that it's very, very dangerous. But dreams are irrational and strange. But everything in the dreams that we have comes from reality. I mean the ingredients are real. So a play, certainly this play, is a little bit like a dream, uh, a way of thinking about the same things that we think about when we're awake, but allowing the unconscious to uh, play with those subjects. and. Uh, there could be some value in that i don't really think that only serious people who appear on the television news should comment or think about the subjects that are crucial to our lives i think it's actually important that uh uh artistic people also
0: comment i really can't wait for you to see it for that reason because Wally's generosity of spirit in his writing means that he respects you having your own experience. He's not interested in lecturing you or offering a point of view. He, through reaching into his unconscious, has produced a piece of dreamlike hallucination which will allow you to have your own experience. And I think that's so thrilling. Um, and uh, threatening in a way, but in the the most exciting way. So I so thank you for coming and being so engaged and interested and I really hope you have a rewarding experience seeing Wally's play and seeing Wally in his play and the other seven actors and uh, returning to the National, uh, Here We Go by Carol Churchill, uh, opens on Friday and um, we're so lucky, aren't we? We have these new plays uh, for us to enjoy. So thank you very much for coming.